Welcome to episode 93 of the Better With Running podcast. I'm Zach Newman, marathoner and run to bb coach. And alongside me, as is every week, I've got the shepherd and sunrise chaser, Chris Armstrong. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chris O. Oh, hey, Zach. How are you going, mate? Oh, I don't know. Seriously, how do you come up with this stuff every week? You've got to give me a crack at this so I can come up with some stuff for you to get you back. Oh, you do know because 30 <laughs> seconds before I hit record, I said, what am I going to call you this week? <laughs> I said, oh, gee, it's going to be a pretty bad one, this one. Uh, there's um, a lot of thought that goes in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, it's good to have you back, mate. And uh, yeah, we're in race week. We are. It's, um, it's exciting. I've um, had a bit of a chat to Andy this week just to find out a bit more about the course and put a bit of plan into place. And this week, it's, um, hey, it's a bunch start. We all start together. We're all on the same course at the same time. And, yeah, looking forward yeah. to getting amongst it. Watch out for my ankles at the, uh, at the start line, I think. Uh, I think, don't you have to line up in divisions, mainly division seven, I'll be out in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> nah, looking forward to this episode, hearing about your, your lead up. And um, also, a bit later, we're going to have a, a special guest dropping by. None other than uh, Joshy Harris, two seventeen marathoner, world championship rep- representative. Oh, He's going to jump in and chat marathoning. A bit of royalty just stepping on in, mate. How good's that? I know we'll be we'll be up and about for that one. And we've got some around the grounds as well, mate. Some stuff going on in the UK. We're going to touch on. Yeah, that's it. So good to touch base with some of our athletes from overseas and they had um, a couple of your guys from India last week and um, yeah a couple of couple of my guys over in the UK have been very busy nice mate and um, back by popular demand we've got a got the segment that um, looks like it's going to become a going to become part of the furniture on the better with running podcast um, <laughs> our um, infamous Guinness book of records segment where we um, go down a rabbit hole and talk about random running records Mate, i can't wait this week i can't wait for this i think um <laughs> just the, the sheer volume of comments that come in last week after that um old mate was wearing 110 t-shirts for his <laughs> half marathon carrying his imaginary suitcases um certainly um captivated the, the minds of the listeners so back by popular demand round two um and we'll yeah i had <laughs> we'll a couple to listen of- to the end I actually had a couple of athletes who tried on like two or three t-shirts and yeah. was like, because they were confident, oh, how, about, how hard could it be? And then, yeah, <laughs> pretty hard after three t-shirts on. So, uh, oh, yeah. We need some photos. We need some actual photographic evidence <laughs> so that we can, we want to get it out there and share it amongst the masses. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we've got an interesting one a bit later to chat about at um definitely something that uh, you can try at home yeah one of those things that sounds easy but i don't <laughs> think it is <laughs> right before we get into that let's let's hear about your running and um a couple of tasty sessions coming up on the on the strava mate just getting some kudos so um yeah 
give us a chat. Give us a give us a rundown on how it all went down. Yeah, so um, probably the whilst we're racing this week, the focus has really still been on Gold Coast and, and getting ready for the half marathon there. So probably typically we would, you know, in a, in a race week like this, we would probably just have more of a tune-up session and then back the Ks off a little bit, cut the, the long run short. But um, yeah, Saturday just gone, went and did a three by three K with a three minute jog recovery. So it was pretty solid. Um, started out around half marathon effort and then the instructions were to just try and get a bit faster with each rep. So um, not with anything like, there was nothing specific around, you know, go half marathon then 10k then 5k it was more just you know just try and work through the gears so um i I went 10.55 for the first set 10.40 for the second and then finished up with a 10.22 you know and keeping in mind this is around a 5k loop that we've got um you know around where we live so it's not gps accurate i think you know there's probably a bit of mayo on those numbers to be honest so um you know probably looks a bit better on paper than it is but ultimately we ticked the boxes for what I wanted to get out of it that you know I was working down through the gears and doing a bit of faster running on some tired legs so um I think overall a bit over oh, close to 10 and a half k it said on the watch but um yeah all up it was you know a good solid sort of 36 37 minute session and you know for me that's you know that's a good good meaty session which um look I probably won't have absorbed that in time for for Saturday and that's not making an excuse but um you know as I said the focus is on Gold Coast and I know you know a session like that's going to you know help put a nice brick in the wall towards Goldie so um yeah and I'm pretty happy with that and then actually felt pretty good post that like not certainly not going out there chasing kudos on a cool down but um normally after a big session like that I'd probably be restricted to really gentle jogging like I might be you know, sort of five to five thirty pace and pretty grateful that I'm finished but um you know I just went and cooled down for 10 or 15 minutes and yeah it was sort of around that 440 and, and the legs felt really good so and I think um that flowed on on the Sunday I went and did an hour 40 and you know it took over 21k and and whilst the you know the legs did feel a bit heavy on Sunday, the lungs and the, and the actual energy levels are really good. So um, yeah, I'm 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 feeling really positive um, with how things are going at the moment. Just the the trick is just to um, you know keep the body in one piece and, and be able to absorb this work that we're doing. So this um this Saturday workout, it's I know we've looked at this loop before. You're you're on the road or yeah, just on the road. So pretty lucky with an early start you don't see a lot of traffic but you probably likely to see more cyclists getting out early yeah. around there so um yeah like there's a few roundabouts um i was saying to anna that it's probably not the greatest place to do k reps on this one because pretty much every every k you go through you're going through a roundabout or you're yeah. sort of crossing through an intersection or you know you do need to be wary of cars but yeah sort of fortunate enough that with this because it's so early you don't really and i'm more likely to be run over by the guy delivering newspapers than um, anyone else because he swerves all over the road and doesn't get his indicator but um he's yeah he's friendly though he always waits. <laughs> are you are you running towards the traffic or yeah, with the traffic yeah i always what's your preference um to be honest in, when it's that early i try and run smack bang in the middle of the road so yeah. that um if there's something coming towards me i don't have that far to move to get you know out yeah, of harm's yeah, yeah. way and if i feel something coming up behind i can it's only two or three steps to 
to safety. So, um, yeah, it's probably the, the strategy that I use. So I don't like, when I'm doing a session, I hate having to scramble up onto the footpath. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. It just, yeah, I know, it just mucks around in my rhythm. So mm. I just find that, you know, for the most part, we can get away with um, just running straight up the middle of the road. So, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. To be honest, that's one of the great things about living in a in a country regional area where most people are in bed, um, you know, till around seven in the morning. So when you're starting your cool down around then, it's it's good. <laughs> so you picked up the uh, the silver the, the second fastest time on the Kyella Lakes segment there, mate, as well. Oh, yeah, Eight, eighteen forty one. Must have, I don't reckon I would have missed that um, that gold star by much, but in fairness, probably I've already got it anyway. So, uh, you know, <laughs> in the trophy cabinet. Yeah, no, it's um, it's pretty low hanging fruit to be honest. Because <laughs> I think I've made most of those segments around there, and um, I think I'm me and Anna are the only ones that run them. So, <laughs> um, if I'm being completely honest, so I need, I need to give us the details. Could have kept yeah. it, kept it hanging out there. Would have yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> Yeah, guys, please. Yeah, don't um, don't think I'm going all right just because I'm I'm snagging Strava segments. Believe me, but the loops we do, we're pretty much the only ones who go on doing them. So yeah, there's plenty of local legends around there. That's for sure. Uh, question on the shoes, mate. I know you're the um the shoe dog on this podcast. What did you have on? Um, so endorphin pros for this one. Mm. Wanted to, I guess, get a bit of a feel because I haven't done anything than a 10k in the endorphin pros so mm. just wanted to see and look i should know what the legs feel like in them when they get a bit heavy but um yeah i just sort of wanted to probably nearly treat this one like it was half of a half marathon um you know in a sense just to see how the body felt with the shoes good you know all of that sort of thing and admittedly i think it was only two degrees when i ran this session so i'm hoping say, so. i've just seen 519 that's yeah. the start start of the session so what time you warm up at uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to tell oh. this story, but um, I won't. Yeah, so started at about ten to five, quarter to five, because <laughs> had a few things on um, Saturday which I wanted to go and do. But um, yeah, this is this, <laughs> this is the danger of when you start a session early. You're half asleep and you forget stuff. So. <laughs> I'm, we've got a point that I go to where the loop starts because it's, it's just where we start our session. So gone and warmed up and I warmed up in my little Nike LT streaks just to try and get the carbs and that sort of firing yeah. before the session. Done, you know, got, and usually I'll go and jog a couple of K real easy and then I'll put my session shoes on, do some strides anyway. Finish that first couple of K, it's about five o'clock in the morning. The um the cold air is hitting me in the face. So, you know, thinking, oh yeah, here we go. Time to change the shoes, get into the car, and there's no other shoes in the car, mate. <laughs> and uh, might have had a very terse discussion with myself, said some choice <laughs> words, <laughs> and we've got back in the car and driven home to go and get my session shoes, and then driven back. <laughs> so we've um, had a you know a good solid probably ten to fifteen minutes of thinking time. Um, between that loop and some strides so yeah it was um yeah the pitfalls were starting ridiculously early but no look to be honest I mean it was always that morning is what we had planned was always going to start at that time and um you know it turned it worked out really well for the rest of the day so um yeah no certainly no regrets about that but um probably pays to put all your gear out the night before 
um, rather than trying to <laughs> finalize what you're going to wear that morning. But um, yeah, no, it was, it was good, good running conditions, mate. <laughs> nice and still. Um, yeah. And had the gloves and the beanie on and um, it felt every bit of two degrees. Um, but yeah. That, I was fast asleep. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to take my word for it it's a great time to run but um hey yeah. you got the photo in it as well yeah no i was um look cracker. like to um if i if i can manage to get a decent photo I like to throw some throw some in there um photography is certainly not my strong point so um yeah i think it's yeah a bit elusive you can get a good photo try and cash in and, and stick it there yeah. as a memory to look back on Nice, mate. Enjoy um, enjoying seeing these bigger these workouts you're putting out with the uh, with the half marathon in mind. I think that three by three k it's a, it's a cracker of a session um, for the half marathon. I know I've done that previously and, and found it um, so beneficial. I think just um, you know the way you hit that last one's really good signs, and just going through that three by three k like it it really does. Yeah, you probably you probably had a few of those roller coaster moments. We had a, a rough K or two in there, and then you, you fought out of it. And um, I think that's what those sessions sort of teach you. Well, I know from previously, it's taught me a lot from you know getting in those situations and, and trying to work through them, which is what happens in a half. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, mate. I, what I found probably hard early on was actually the hardest one was probably that first rep, to be honest, because sort of going along there about three forty pace and thinking. I don't know if the body's got anything quicker in it and um, really just had, you know, have faith, relax, and then, go, you know, let's just get this one done first instead of thinking ahead. And, you know, I think that's something I've got to keep in mind when we do get to the half marathon is that, you know, your time's not necessarily made up in that first three or 5K. You know, mm. that's, how, that's how you wreck it by going out too fast. So, yeah, just practicing, settling, trusting the body, and then, um, you know, knowing that the work's there to be done over that sort of last five or six K that, you know, that that's when a fast time's put together. Well, and another, another chance to just top the fitness up this weekend. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I've got a plan in mind and hopefully it's not one of those ones where we start out conservative and I just get slower. So um, yeah, no, I think, um, one of, as I've started to freshen up post gels, I've really started to like just feel a bit, you know, really feel a benefit from having a hard hit out at gels. But um, also having a chat to Andy, it frightened me a little bit because I asked how Benny goes stacks up to gels and he just sort of giggled a little bit and said, Oh, mate, gels is by far the easiest course on the circuit. So uh, <laughs> I didn't well, know. Tell, uh, yeah. Have you got some intel on the course? Because um, I know the Bendigo bats, are, you know, they've designed this course, purpose made course for themselves. They're, you know, new kids <laughs> on the block somehow got their own uh, race within, you know, the f- second round and they're keeping, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because there hasn't been a lot of talk, public talk, I know probably behind closed doors about the course. Um, what do you know about it? Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one. I think it's going to be without trying to give too much away. And I suppose I've got, <laughs> I've got very little knowledge because let's face it, I haven't run it. So um from what I do know, it's you're going to be working the whole way. I think early on, it sounds like it's pretty flat for the first couple of K, but then in the second half, um, there's a pretty steep hill that's going to test a lot of people, particularly if they get out too hard. So, um, 
you know, I mean, I'm, as I said, I'm probably going to get out pretty conservative that first 2K and actually make sure I can get up um, that first big hill and then we'll reassess how things are going from there. But um, hopefully there's not too much rain over there. Like if it's pretty firm, like if it's, you know, firm underfoot, shoes might be the way to go. If it's a bit sloppy, then, yeah, the spikes. But, um, yeah, there's, you know, there's a few different surfaces in there. There's a bit of, obviously a lot of grass. There's a bit of mud. Um, there's some sort of rocks, like, um, mm. you know, some decent rocks. And the, the thing that I probably took away from, from Andy was that the shortest way through the course might not be the quickest. So you probably really got to pay attention that first lap. Um, you know, don't necessarily follow the person in front of you because, um, you know, there might be some obstacles or a bit of soft ground that might make it a bit a bit hard, whereas out a bit wider, it could be a bit firm. So, um, yeah, like it'd be nice to be able to go and jog a lap of the course as a warm-up, but, yeah, I know I might get stranded. <laughs> might get stranded yeah. out there. And, um, yeah, but no, it's going to – I think um, what's really exciting, this is what's going to be the great test for everyone on the day, you know, not just – not just the elites, but all the way through, is that it, it's sight unseen. You know, you're really going to be learning on the fly with a new course for this. So, mm, mm. Um, you know, you can almost throw the form book out the window a little bit because um, it's going to take a little bit of luck and some and some good tactics, I think, to run really well. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll see who adapts the best. Interesting, mate. Yeah, didn't didn't oh, well look any any kind of uh, feedback. I'm sure Andy Buchanan will. Um, will be will be copying post race or <laughs> potentially mid race. I mean he'll probably be lapping us so we can have a word we can have give yeah. him choice words on the way around. So if, if Andy <laughs> does go past me, which I guess could happen, I'd love some words of encouragement. But um <laughs> yeah, if I look like I'm struggling, but no, it's um interesting. You know, the two I think um the two four by four K loops, um I don't think there'd be too many people that'd that'd get lapped, but no, um, yeah, it'll be. I know how fast Andy is, so you never know. Yeah, but um, <laughs> no, it, it should be good. I think the weather's looking pretty good too, about 16 degrees and, and a bit of sun. So, yeah, nice, um, mate. Yeah, nice trip to the winery. Yes, good chance to catch up with you, with your good self as well, uh, mate. Yeah, no, it will be good. And I suppose the good thing about you know, not necessarily being a real aid now is that, yeah, you can actually, you know, we can go and do a warm up together and have a bit of a cool down and sort of. Um, hopefully not freeze to death <laughs> with, yes. with sideways rain. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Really, really am. Yeah. Remember those shoes as well, mate. Don't uh, <laughs> make oh, sure you pack them. Mate, I will be getting up on Friday morning packing <laughs> the kit and, and making sure I've got my bibs too because um, yeah, yeah. I have to remember that that's the thing where you actually have to hang on to your bibs <laughs> and, and keep <laughs> producing them at, at each oh, yeah. So, um, Definitely a thing. Don't, yeah, don't want to front up to the did um, we admin tent. Just just going on a sidetrack here, but mm. talking about bibs. Did we chat about that South African last week? I can't remember if we actually got there. I know no. we were talking about it off air. So talking about bibs, how would you feel if we ran a 210 marathon and then got to the finish line and you got disqualified because you lost one of your bibs? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> this is what happened last week in uh two weeks ago south african marathon championships bloke zimbabwean isaac won it in a pb of 210 and then they stripped his title because he only had one bib on (laughs) he lost one on route (laughs) right and this is 
Oh, and if you're an official listening to this going, <laughs> serves him right. Yeah. Seriously, get out of athletics because this is just <laughs> terrible. Like, we absolutely oh, love officials and volunteers because we they do, we do. But there's there's a time and a place. A there's a time and a place for disqualifying people, and that's. <laughs> I remember that guy in the Olympic marathon. He just come across and he just dusted all the cups, tipped them on the ground. Yeah, yeah. he deserves to be disqualified. Guy mm. whose bib fell off at the back, who runs two ten to qualify for the world champs. Like, no, no, yeah. he does not deserve to be disqualified. And like. The same, Zach. This this makes me angry because, you know, Isaac Mapofu from Zimbabwe. Let's be honest. It, it, I'm not sure if he's taken the win out, but he did. He, he did. He he's taken the win. He, 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 but four thousand dollars in 4, Zimbabwe money. <laughs> is a <laughs> hell of a lot of money. Like that's yeah. life changing. Mm. And a qualification like, for world champs, which yeah. is ripped off because his his run was just deemed. You know, he's run 210 and it's like, well, I mean, you didn't have a piece of cloth or a piece of yeah. plastic I mean, on the back. It, Isaac's probably chuffed. He's run a huge yeah. PB and he, he probably would have liked to have run 209.59. But at the end <laughs> of the day, some officials come along and gone, oh, mate, you, your bib's fallen off your back. See you later. I'm not interested. Like, <laughs> just, oh, do we just, people take things too far. Yeah, like, that, I mean, in this day and age, I mean, really, do you need to have a freaking bib that like, big? And, like, I mean, he would have had a time. He, there would have been, I'm sure he just, I just don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> watching the, watching Diamond League and that sort of thing, people are wearing race bibs the size of posters. What are we doing? We've got the technology to track, you know, with these whoops and we've got all these things that, tra- like, so much technology advancement in the sport, but we're still wearing bibs. Like, the thing that frustrates me a little bit too, and you know, we can really get down a rabbit hole here, but um, we live in a, a day and age where everyone's got their, you know, running at these events, people have got sponsors and big sponsors, like yeah. all the top brands are there. Couldn't you design a kit that's unique for your athlete? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, like, they don't need a poster size bib with their name on it for the announce, like, whoever's commentating to be able to figure out who it is mm. like it just there's good there has to be a better way yeah i mean oh, mate, you, you'll open up the can of worms there. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll like, save it for another episode <laughs> and maybe maybe i know brady brady usually goes on on some tangents here we'll have to get him on for a for a good tee off yeah <laughs> just line up this, this, this is a subject he would go to town on yeah but um yeah anyway what we're talking about, bibs. Oh, yeah, yeah. bibs. We'll, we'll make, make sure, sure you wear your bib. <laughs> bring, bring your race bib, or I think it's like, yeah, you have to pay 20 bucks for replacement bibs or something. Um, yeah. 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 So, no, they'll, they'll be yeah. all packed. But, um, mate, I'm nice. having a look at your stuff, and I see Saturday there was a very swift session in there, mate. So, a few K reps, bit of a tempo. Um, tell us yeah. about it. Bit of a different one, mate. Like, um, I wanted to, as I spoke last week about just getting a bit of a longer tempo in and um, turned out Kiwi Steve, uh, Melbourne Uni club mate, he had, um, he actually had five by one Ks off 45 seconds, um, which is cool. a, one of his staple sessions from um, from his coach in New Zealand, um, which he was sort of telling me about. It's kind of, the, the, I guess for him, he does a mat almost like threshold pace. So I guess the idea is just to hit those consistently and just have that 45 second rest. So I adapted my session to just do three of those. So I did three by one K 
of 45 seconds and then I was going to go into a, a tempo off that. I wanted to run, a you know, a sort of 3K or a lap around pretty two mile um, just on a tired leg. So kind of go out, like Steve's going pretty well. So he's he was like, I'll go out at 310. I'll, I'll hang on and do three, one by three, K is pretty strong and just sort of see what I can do, you know, how far I can go with you and didn't go that far. He actually launched it as we were starting the rep. He said, Oh, I'm not actually very good pacing. So it could either be three O's or three fifteens. We went through the 500 and he looked at the, um, and he's what on, I was breathing. And then he said after, yeah, we went through in 129 through the first. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he's just gone bang, <laughs> yeah. which Jeez. was good for me. I actually needed to be aggressive at the start and pay for a bit later, but it's probably what I needed, like get used to these 10 Ks where you've got to go out with a bit of intent and often the gun goes and, you know, you, if you just settle back too far, you don't really get into it. So it was kind of nice, good race, race simulation for a 10. And so that's 3.13 for the first and then faded a bit for the for the other two, 3.18, 3.19. Just with work, I think I was just labouring off that first one, just struggled. Um, in saying that, I got myself together, I did two and a half minute rest. So it was only the 45 second rest is, it's, you know, I've always done Ks off 60 seconds. And, yeah. You know, even Heart though- rate just doesn't quite get down enough yeah, in 45, does it? No, and I've been doing a lot of stuff on the track. So doing this on the around Prinny, um, Princess Park is different as well, which is good. It was kind of nice to have that change of scenery. And um, yeah, that, like you say, the heart rate just doesn't come down. And we got going again. And yeah, after that two and a half minute rest, I was actually feeling okay. And I was, I was straight away into it. And um, I think I started, I was going to actually look at the split because I think I... You know, when the engine sort of revved up after those Ks, you, you actually start pretty pretty well. And um, I think I was up 320s to start, um, maybe that first K, and then settled it back down. And I averaged 324s for the, for the lap. So yeah, nice. And it was a good kind of, like I had done that sort of, had that feeling late in a set. It sort of st- started to feel a bit like gels at the end, like just that, you know, that last, 2k k where you're sort of just having to keep your form and um yeah push on i was breathing pretty hard at the end like i was working and that's probably what i needed to do so good good sort of workout just to kind of you know without having a right not that it was a race simulation but a, a lot closer to the sort of workouts i'm used to doing so um yeah enjoyed that and actually frankie uh frankie have you met frankie i don't know if you have i don't think i have no Melbourne Uni runner also, um, training partner that um, I've done a lot of workouts with, but he's sort of, um, he's got a new coach and we're just on different, he's on sort of different timelines at the moment. So we don't get to, to tee up workouts, but he did join us for his, for the warm up. Then he was off to do five, this <laughs> is session boy, 5K, 4K, 3K, 2K, 1K off two minutes. Oh, and, uh, like he was still he was still going when we were doing the warm down. Like, yeah, <laughs> so, was that a like a marathon session? That one. Well, it is, but he's not training for a marathon at the moment, so he's, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a big workout. Um, yeah. but he is building, so I think it's um, and he is just yeah. So I think he's in a bit of a base phase from, from what I can understand off that workout. Yeah. Um. He'll do a marathon, I reckon, 
Melbourne, but I don't think he's um, he's not ready for Bendigo. He's gonna just put a few more sessions together and then get rolling. So you'll you'll get a chance to meet him at some oh, of cool. the AV races. No, that'd be good. And so with with your session, mate, did you wear the alphas for this one? Uh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with the because there's a bit of um sort of crushed rock path around Princess Park, mm. isn't there? How did you find the alphas on that? Did they slip a little bit or, you know, pretty good traction? Pretty good. Um, there's a section, I mean, the lap, you get probably three quarters or half of it, you get actually, you do get um, asphalt. Yeah. So, but where we were doing the Ks, yeah, it was on the, on the, um, on the dirt sort of slash crush rock, I guess you call it. But um, wasn't too bad. Um, I don't think I'm going quick enough to get the, the slippage, but um, yeah, I, I actually it's better than the track um, in terms of stability. Like yeah, I just found yeah. on the track, you just still feel like you're gonna you're gonna fall over on your side. So, Do you yeah, a little bit of that's just like the surface of the track because it gives you a bit of energy return, and you've got so mm-hmm. much in the in the shoes. Just when you throw them together, like they're just there's almost too much bounce. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, no, good one to tick off. And then Sunday was a another, you know, I think I've been saying this every week, but this, this was <laughs> another fast long run. <laughs> and I was really not wanting it to be fast because um ended up going to the um randomly ended up going to the football, the um A League. Um, hey. buddy of mine. Yeah, never uh, I've been to a game, but a buddy of mine is a physio at Western United, is it? Oh, I should know that. Yeah, Western United. And um, yeah. yeah, ended up getting some tickets at the end and um, went along and watched it with, with a couple of mates. And I uh, was like, yeah, yeah, we'll go watch this. It's at, you know, five o'clock, you know, back at 7.30. And then someone thought it was a good idea to, to go to the pub for a couple of beers. I thought, oh, I'll go for one. And then <laughs> one turned into 12.30 and I'm thinking, oh, I've got Sunday long run. Oh, uh, this is going to be rough. And then... Uh, Got there hoping that, you know, it was going to be a friendly pace. If you sort of tried to word up a few guys beforehand, yeah, let's just be friendly. But um, it wasn't. It was quick. <laughs> How long did it stay friendly for? Uh, it wasn't even at the start. It was a 420 <laughs> out the gates. Like, and I was just thinking, oh, no. oh, I'm regretting. And usually, to be honest, I'd give myself an out as I was driving over them. Like, look. I really nearly slept in. I nearly messaged Alan and said, oh, I'll just run from home and I'll just um, do it in my own time. Uh, driving out there thinking, well, usually a few people turn around early. You know, I'll just take that as an out. You know, I've done a few long runs in a row. I've done these big Sunday runs, pretty solid. I'll, I'm due to have a bit of a, you know, a lighter one. Race week coming, yada, yada. And then, yeah, no one turned around. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turned out to be the fastest long run we've done since we've been at the flats this year. So it was, <sighs> um, yeah, big one. Maxi, Maxi was in great form. He just took off again with 4K to go and just blasted everyone to pieces. And so you're just looking at looking around at the rivals and then just put the kick in. Yeah. <laughs> just I mean, we tried to block him. We tried to just to keep him keep him at bay, but now he went for it. So yeah, it was um yeah, it was a rough one. That was a rough one. And then I, I was basically from there straight into the car to get home to then uh, <laughs> 
you're a long story for you, mate. But um, <laughs> basically, Gemma and Mattress had organised a, a catch up with some of our um, obviously pre pre baby sort of catch up with some friends and down in Balnowry, down in God's country. In the end, oh, very nice. And a city buddy of mine, Josh Papa, um, well, both he's in East Melbourne, I'm in Glen Iris. We're like, well, who wants to take the um, who wants to take who wants to who wants to be the designated driver? This is a nice winery uh, or you know beer garden setup. Uh, in the end, we decided, well, we'll just let's just get a train down there, and then we'll get a Uber from Frankston to the Balnearing, and yeah, turns out it takes about two two and a bit hours to do that. Oh my. <laughs> And then if you do that on the way back, it takes a bit longer when there's train uh, works in um, between Caulfield and Burnley. So, Mate. yeah, that was a massive day. I didn't get home till 11 and I was done. I was, that, that weekend uh, was just too geez. too much activity. After <laughs> like a 12.30 finish on Saturday night yeah. with a few drinks into a, let's just say, we could not possibly call that an easy long run. Like That's pretty no. solid. <laughs> it was solid and yeah. then for recovery we spent like the best part of five hours on the train <laughs> <laughs> for a trip out to have a few more um yeah yeah a few more refreshments with uh with mattress and, and yeah. oh good stuff yeah i did get a chance a couple of run i uh, did, did get a chance to meet a couple of runs for the legends actually that uh the mattress runs with and his coach uh reese whittaker and uh clay hopgood you know oh, clay really? um, yes yeah. i've seen, seen a bit of clay on the socials yeah. Um, good fellas. So yeah, we we had a drink and uh, yeah, caught up. It was really nice. So I'm, I'm tipping the Monday run was a bit slow. Yeah, Monday was oh, Monday was slow, nice <laughs> and slow, very very cordial pace. But yeah, we're um we good. Had a little tune up for Tuesday um yesterday for Bendigo five four three two one uh, back of the Boulevard. Nothing nothing special. Just um sort of went through the gears and. Yeah, got it done. So good to go, mate. Excited for the for the weekend. Feeling good about the weekend. Body's in good nick. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it is in good nick. I think. Yeah, you know, again, just another another race in the league is only going to help. Um, you know, the next, you know, the, the rest of the season and the, and the road races. So I think you know, eight k cross is, it's hard going. So yeah, um, I think um, you know, and just like talking to people. When they hear a number that's less than ten for a race, they go, "Oh, that that'll be fine." Like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, you just want to be able to show people the course. Like, no, you know what? You come and run it. Come and have a look. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know how you put a number on it. Like, what's the equivalent? I don't look, we'd probably be able to have a better chat about this next week once we've actually done it. But it'd be interesting to see what the you know if you were going to compare it to a flat race, what sort mm. of level of fatigue you reckon that would be on the body in terms of yeah. distance because yeah like an 8, 8k race doesn't sound like much but yeah i think once we've got out the other side of this i think we'll definitely need a few days to definitely respect it definitely yeah particularly when andy buchanan's putting boulders on the course or whatever <laughs> <he's> done, so <laughs> Mate, um, um there could be there could could be a bit more um so things like barbed wire and explosives and um, <laughs> you, you sort of tough mudder type setup. <laughs> Actually, oh, um, don't to, give me any ideas. No, but I think I have have heard a whisper that there's going to be live music on course this weekend, mate. So yeah. 
um, something a little bit different. Um, some fresh Strava segments will be created for those that are fans of that. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, I know there are people that are very keen on that sort of thing. Nigel's done a ripping. I know Nigel's been part of it. Nigel Preston and a uh, mm. whole bunch of legends at Bendigo. So they've done. Uh, I've, I've heard about the um, yeah the extra things they're adding to the to the XCR, which is going to be cool. And um, yeah, should be good, mate. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Welcome back to the Better With Running podcast. Josh Harris, mate, runs BB coach and world championship representative from the marathoner in the marathon. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Saka, mate. Great to be here. Hope you're well as well. Going well, mate. It's uh, it's all good to uh, good to chat again. And uh, I know last time we we had a catch up. I think you were coming off. You were starting to get rolling. You'd come off a come off a couple of setbacks. So been watching your progress on Strava and uh, yeah, pretty excited to, to chat more about where you're at now. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's been going pretty well. I'm um, doing the, the most running I've done for a very long time, which is pleasing. That's so good to hear, mate. Cause I obviously introduced you as that world champs rep and uh, that's, that's there for life, mate, getting that uh, Aussie singlet. But um, you know, now to be able to say that you, you're back doing your most, you know, K's running K's again and starting to look at these races. It must be exciting for you. Yeah, it really is. I, um, I managed to have a decent season off, um, off the injury. I probably, I didn't train too hard and just banked a bit of consistency. So to, to try and take it up a notch and, um, and really, really search for, you know, getting back to some of those PBs. It's, it's exciting. And, um, got a good crew down here in Lonnie and, um, good to work in with and, you know, you can't get complacent when you got guys like Jimmy Hansen around the place that just absolutely um, just flogging you in sessions and stuff. It, it really gives you a wake all that you've still got work to do. And, um, and you know, I'm pretty pretty keen to put in that work at the moment. So motivation is just at, at, at a, probably the highest it's been for a long time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I did about 110K a uh, mm. couple of weeks and about the same the week before that this week should be the same i'm pretty much just following um a really similar week to what jimbo's on at the moment mm. it's working really well um it's the first time in a long time that i've been able to do two sessions in a long run in seven days um which mm. i think can only can only um be good things you know i kind of was only able to do that over the course of about nine days recently so to have that those three good days in seven, um, you know, if we can keep keep going the way we are, hopefully it can, uh, you know, over winter and, and stuff, get down to some good times. Love it. And so, Josh, with the, you know, obviously sort of battled battled your way back from, from your foot injury from a few years ago, but would it be fair to say that this is probably the most confidence you've had in your body since then? Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially in the the right foot, uh, which is the the problematic one from a few years ago. That's feeling really good. Um, like throughout the last four or five years, even when I've been going okay, I've, there's always been a little bit going on there still. But you know, apart from the first few steps of a morning, that's just been feeling really good. It's um, I've I've had a couple of niggles in the other foot, and I've got a, a couple of things that you know we need to do some activations on and. And that kind of thing in the other foot, which is a bit annoying, um, given that the other one's so good. Um, 
So, so now I kind of, I go for a run and I model myself off the, um, the surgery foot, which is, um, you know, I didn't expect that that would be the case. Um, <laughs> over the last few years. Mate, you're 31 now. Yeah. Almost 32, mate. Yeah. So look, it's, it's still, still spring chicken in the marathoning world, mate. It's still got time to, you know, and obviously you're managing the body really well and, um, any, any thoughts, anything come sort of creeping in about maybe suiting up in the marathon in the next few years? Not the marathon yet, but, um, but the way things are tracking, I've entered a half, um, there's depending on how that goes, there's possibly another, um, half later in the year as well. So I guess, um, things are maybe slowly trending out that way. I, I think realistically, five and 10 K possibly some good opportunities for PBs, but you know, if I can get into some halves and, and get within a couple of minutes of where I was um, you know, that's a bit of an indicator as to, as to what I can do off the modified running that, that we do these days. And that'll probably give me an indicator as to whether there might be a marathon in the future or, or something like that. Lonnie 10, is that on the, on the cards, mate? It's your home on course. Yeah, I haven't done Lonnie uh, since 2017, so I'm I'm stoked to be um, entered for the 10K and, and going to be back out there. Uh, it was funny, uh, Dougie Hammerlock and I, you know, both both ran 29 minutes um, for 10 at our best. We we're, we're trending upwards at the moment, um, and and we did a bit of a session yesterday, which we hope we could use as a bit of an indicator, and I think realistically we're probably both um you know sub 31 rather than sub 30 at the moment and we we kind of tried to do a session that you know we treated it as if we're sub 30 men and um <laughs> and didn't quite come out of it um as as positively as we would have liked but um hopefully another couple of weeks and you know this and that and we we might be able to boost up but then um i went out on the bike with jimmy because he had work yesterday he did the same session in the afternoon and and yeah that that's a man that's um that's sub 29 i reckon so he he showed again showed us how it's done and um so yeah work to be done but looking forward to lonnie very much so yeah well i mean given yeah like 2017, you ran 29.47, probably pre-carbon, mate. You're probably wearing the gumboots. Yeah, well, that's right. There's um, That's that's another thing that I'm hoping um, <laughs> plays, plays in the favour um, a little bit. The problem is being a sub-31 man, that there's, there's probably not going to be many people to run with. So mm. it's almost like, you know, Dougie and I will probably just put it on the line and go for the yeah. sub-30 even if we're not there. And um, But... You know, this cape is interesting. I've the timeline from the end of season break. You expect some gains between now and then, so uh, you never know. We um we'll, mm. we'll give it a crack, and hopefully the shoes um the shoes are the extra forty seconds or so that, that we have at the moment. Yeah, uh, you mean I mean must be just be grateful to be back in this position that you, you're talking about racing again yeah. and getting on the road. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a few years at Lonnie that I've just been watching, coaching, mm. uh, having beers with the crew. So, so to actually um, be out there this year, it's, it's really good. And I've got, um, got some athletes that are going to go around in the 5K and the, the half marathon, which is actually really good because 
I'll be able to be out there, coach um, coach the people in the 5K because that's pretty early. Mm. I'll be able to race the 10 and then be back in time to, to see the half marathoners finish. So it should be a good day. And um, always good to catch up with mainland mates such as yourself and, mm. um, and yeah, have a bit of a catch up. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Rehydrate. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to ask you about, I think his whiffs is uh, still getting a run on, on Strava, mate. So you've kept the, kept the cycling in? Yeah, um, just trying to, to manage it um, depending on how much running I'm doing. So I've, I've dropped it from where it was um, throughout the track season, trying to do uh, between three and four hours a week on Zwift. Um, which is, I'm trying to do that in two rides if I can. Uh, still getting a bit of intensity in there because I, I just find it's so fun, um, yeah. and I don't, I don't really think it can hurt too much. Um, you know, doing a bit of thre- extra threshold work on the bike, a um, couple of days a week. Um, for example, I've, I've been doing my long run on Thursday and then Zwift a few hours later, and I feel like there's some some kind of endurance gains there that really kind of push you to. To, you know, I finished a few of those rides and just been absolutely cooked. And I reckon there's potentially a few gains in there. So, you know, just throwing a few different stimulus at, at myself to try and try and get something that, you know, because 110K, it's it's not the 180 that I was doing pre-10K PB. So mm. it's got to make up somewhere. I like it, mate. No, I like it. I think it's, um, I think more and more people that are sort of adapting and, and adding different things in to try and make up that week. So I think that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, there are, there are a few people that you see on Strava these days that, that certainly incorporate um, a bit of it into their, their training week. And, you know, I fully believe that, um, you know, when you're doing enough running, if you're, if you're doing some additional time with the heart rate up, uh, I, you know, the, I don't think the system realizes whether it's running or, or riding at those extra gains. I think, you know, keeping that heart rate at a good level for an extra couple of hours can't hurt uh, most people. Gosh, you, you reckon, like, as you, you know, obviously when you were doing all your big mileage, your 180k weeks, you're sort of back in your, you know, your mid 20s. Now that you're sort of, you know, 31 and just doing a bit more cross training. Do you think like with the cycling, that's something that will be able to help your longevity as you get a bit older? Yeah, I definitely think so, mate. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think you, you try and push yourself to get out there for a double pretty much every day going back a few years where it's really nice now. Like I still double, um, you know, probably four or five nights a week, but it, it's nice for three of those to, to not have to go through all that activation process. And, um, and sometimes, you know, you feel a bit crap in the most of that kind of second run. It's nice to not have to go through that because it's a bit, it's a bit tiresome and, and hard work. Um, so, you know, at the moment I've got one double in there trying to potentially add a second uh, run double. Um, so I think that's a good mix with, uh, with some cross training as well. And then, I think a day off the legs um, running wise is really good. So just do a bit of cross training on, on usually the Friday, which uh, I definitely think there's some longevity benefits in it for sure. Mate. um, uh, It's great to hear the update on on how your training's going. I think we also want to get you on the show to pick your brain about some marathon workouts. There's a critical part, I guess, in a lot of, um, a lot of our listeners, a lot of athletes that are sort of, 
getting into uh, leading up to Gold Coast, you know, where you're six yeah. weeks out and you're probably coaching a few that are leading up. Um, what are some of the things that you're probably focusing on at the moment with your athletes and around this time? I know um, Chris and I were chatting just about, you know, in this, in our own buildups and, and previously, it's like, this is a time where you you're kind of managing a lot of that fatigue that's coming in and, you know, you've got some big sessions on the cards. You're having to, you know, prioritise recovery and massage. But, well, there's some of the things that I, I made. I just quick, I, I was on Strava before and I looked at, I went back to 2017 and you were in, <laughs> some of those bars mate they are absolute skyscrapers it's <laughs> high watering and i saw a 236k week in there and nearly fell off a chair like uh, i mean my question yeah. is probably around prioritizing recovery in a big block but <laughs> what are some of your thoughts around this time in the marathon block yeah a few things there i i was talking about it recently with the girlfriend and kind of saying how like a recovery day for me back then was like an 80 minute jog in the morning and 40 in the afternoon. (laughs) That's that's nearly as big as my days get these days. Um, But, you know, for the majority of my athletes that are gearing up for, um, for Gold Coast, you know, they're not doing the the 230 kilometer um, week menu. I think that the two key things in their week, are the long run and then, um, a session um, which generally for most of the athletes is somewhere between the Tuesday and the Thursday. Um, some, depending on their, their lifestyles and stuff, some of them kind of treat the long run um, as a really hard one. And then we might do a shorter session, but um, a lot, a lot of my athletes are probably doing sessions at the moment, um, you know, up to about an hour, I'd say um, on that Tuesday or Wednesday, we're, we're trying to hone in at marathon pace a fair bit Um because it is probably slightly shorter uh, than, than what I was doing. I tend to sometimes throw in some, some changes of pace up to a bit of half marathon work in there for, for some five or 10 minute blocks, um, something like that, just to make it a little bit harder. Um, as I've found, especially for some of my athletes that are probably in the three to four hour range, they can tolerate marathon pace really quite comfortably. Um, so I think you probably, uh, for those athletes, it's really good to, to chuck in a little bit of extra pace work in there because, um, they probably, they probably tend to get, um, a lot of their specificity out in the long run anyway. Um, but it's always athlete dependent. Um, but you know, you want to be doing those two key runs a week for sure. And then just having your rest days and your easy days around it, uh, make sure you're doing a really good job. Um, on those days to get yourself ready for for the big one in in a month or so's time. Yeah, I like what you said about that. Yeah, some of those specific marathon pace workouts. And uh, I've got actually Paul Re- uh, Paul Reason. He's a listener of the show. One of my athletes down in Tassie. He's in um, Bell Reeve, I think. Um, you may have met him across. I know he's good mates with Matty Morgan, another runs BB legend yeah. down your way. And uh, yeah, Paul's like, he's tracking well, he's Gold Coast, but like, you know, we, three weeks ago, we, we had a bit of a blip in the radar, just a, a bit of a quad issue that settled now, but that's the thing in the marathon. Like, you know, you have these, these weeks laid out and there's things, things that sort of crop up and you've got to adapt. And to his credit, Paul like took the advice, took the days off, saw the physio, got on top of it. Now he's back and, and he rolled a 10 mile tempo this morning. Uh, marathon pace and, and absolutely smash it and like those those things just um 
in terms of smashing, he hit the numbers and he just, you know, did it relaxed and got through it. And I think um, there's a, there's a lot to be said for uh, like those 10 mile marathon pace workouts mm. and some of those, cause yeah. so much confidence from it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I think it's okay to miss um, little chunks in the block. Mm. Um, I think, you know, it wouldn't be a marathon block if there weren't a couple of little setbacks in the road, I guess. I guess that's when, you know, you've got to weigh up um, depending on how long the, the athlete needs to have off. Like I'm sure you guys have had the athlete that gets COVID at the really crap time and, you know, and then sometimes um, that that's tending in some athletes to linger on longer than it should. And, and when that falls at a bad time in the build up, it's, you know, then it becomes, uh, do we, do we change to the 10 K or the half? And, yeah. you know, they're, they're the kind of things that you've got to um, decide um, with your athletes and, and whether you, you change the race and reload. But, um, you know, most of the athletes, if, if they only have a short break or, or only a small setback, it's usually fine. And, um, and they can jump back into it pretty quickly and still get a really great result in. I've got a couple that, um, that have missed a little bit, but are going really well and back on track and, and ready to go, um, which is good. Uh, Chris, what about you with your athletes? Are you getting them to use your their gels at the moment in some of the workouts for, say, the longer stuff, um, kits as well? Like I know for some of mine, I've just got, you know, like start getting your head around, you know, maybe the old dresser so you know what you're going to be wearing on the day. Uh, I know it's still six weeks out, but on that key sort of marathon pace workout, you can probably probably get it into the rotation to try it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things I've been trying to encourage my guys with is, you know, to get their head around when the race is starting. Like it's, it's a six o'clock start. So I'm mm. trying to get them to practice getting up early, um, you know, practicing what they're going to have for breakfast, even the night before, like sort of you know, it's having an early dinner. Try, and I know it's not always um, super practical for people who've got kids, but, you know, just trying to get their head around, getting to bed early getting up the next morning, being ready to go and getting a feel for what it's like to actually be up at sort of 4am, you know, trying to get your kid organised and, you know, get some breakfast in and then, you know, being prepared to go out and do your run or start a race at 6am because, you know, let's face it, there's not many fun runs in the country that um, that kick off at 6 in the morning. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's really good for the confidence just to be able to know that you've done the work and the preparation's been good and that you know it's really it's you're not trying to do something for the first time on on race day spot on um and josh gels in long runs is that something you advocating yeah um you know we i like to use the comment section on final surge with the athletes and um i think I think most of them have, most of my marathon guys have um, at least messaged at some stage about that kind of thing or, or have got enough experience in the game now to kind of be practicing that on their, on their long runs, because it, it is vital, um, you know, especially the longer that you're out there to, to be on top of that um, nutrition and, and hydration and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, every, every marathon is an opportunity to do that um had an athlete go around a great ocean road a few weeks ago that you know we we didn't treat that as his a race for the um for the season but we went out there we practiced those things again got another um another 44k on the board that will only help for for the next block um into the the key marathon later in the year is that liam yeah yeah cracking run for him yeah awesome yeah we yeah. we 
we didn't really prepare for it. Um, you know, we, we kept most of the longies just to kind of like your standard long run that you do as a half marathon. We, we did two longer ones and then um, just seen what came out on, on, on the day, treated it like a, a long run for the first 30 K and yeah, he, he almost ran as quick as he did at Melbourne last year. So um, good things to come there when we, um, when we focused on it later in the year. That's awesome. Uh, it's good. It's, um, it's going to be exciting, mate. You're going to be up Gold Coast. Yeah, can't wait to finally get up there. <laughs> um, yeah, last year, you know, I was looking forward to it. And then, um, and then obviously it, it didn't happen. And then I think I, I, think I got injured um, either that weekend or, or the next week. So um, it was a bit of a start of a, a downward spiral on the running side of things. So it's going to be great to be up there. Um, I'm entered in the half, uh, mainly because I'll have lots of athletes going around in the Mara um, on the Sunday. So that'll be a bit of a, bit of a shock to the system um, going around for a half again. It, it's been a while between drinks, but um, yeah, we'll do, do a bit of half marathon type work between now and then and, and see what we can pull out. Geez, you're a veteran of the Gold Coast half, mate. I'm just looking back 2014. Was that your first one there? Nah, I love it. I think I've done it four times and all four were like really good runs. Um, a good day in 2012, I think. Okay. Um, I think I ran 107. I think Brady and I had a good battle. I think that was the first time I ever met him. Mm. Um, and then 2014, I believe I won a medal at the either Nationals or Oceanas in 105. Uh, 2016, same again. Wasn't wasn't in peak shape and, and snagged a, a bronze, I think, in the Oceanas. And Tassie won the Tassie won the nationals, which was um, oh, wow. which was exciting. Yeah. And then um, PB in 2017, uh, which was good as well. So I love it up there. Um, it's always been good conditions, and I've always ran well. So hopefully, number five um, is a lucky one yeah. as well. Got a good record up there, mate. That's uh, 64.55 in 2017 is a. Uh... Cracking run mate, to uh, have that and hanging in the pool room. Yeah, I don't think I'll be beating it this year, but who knows, shoes, mate, might. Um, might have <laughs> yeah, nice. Mate, um, we were just chatting off air before whether you actually got, a, got to uh, endure our segment last week, but um, we were chatting world records and you've actually, mate, you've actually had a world record in that. You did you? I don't, know, I don't know if they put you in the Guinness Book of Records, but you were definitely listed as uh, a current, uh, well, a previous world record holder now. But uh, at the time, back in, oh, when was it? 20... 2012 and 2014, 2012. 15, I think. Um, yeah. So, um, or even 2012, 13, around there. But um, I don't think Guinness do ironically <laughs> don't do um, alcohol world world records um, so, but yeah we did have the world record and um it was a good time and and i'm looking forward to getting across to belgium uh, later in the year for it oh yeah okay you're, you're back on the uh on the tour mm, yeah world champs in belgium in october so i'm um keeping sharp over the the shorter stuff with with that in the back of my mind <laughs> very good mate very good. Well, uh, well, last week we were, were chatting um, chatting world records and uh, we came across a fellow that uh, happened to wear 111 T-shirts <laughs> and run a half marathon in two hours 47. So 
maybe, maybe Josh. I, I think you stick to the beer miles, given that uh, how hard that one is. I think uh, I think I've seen um, <laughs> the American record holder for the beer mile, who um, I think he runs the beer mile dot com podcast, which growing a bit of traction, I believe. Mm. I think I've seen him do some crazy um, shirt challenge. I don't know if. Um, don't know how much, if any, alcohol was involved, but um, I, I've seen something on his YouTube at some stage, and I don't know about a hundred plus, but I think he got at least fifty shirts on. It looked like hard, heavy work. <laughs> well, we know you can do a beer mile, mate, but how fast could you put an egg on a spoon and knock out a mile? Jeez, uh, I don't think I got the coordination for that these days. <laughs> no, I have to think too much about my feet and stuff nah no good what's the record for that five minutes 27 seconds big stefan oh, over oh. in uh germany in 2013 so it's st- stuck around for a while he's a steady mover with his arms clearly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um old david rush in idaho took it a step further and he put the spoon in his mouth and did an eight minutes two seconds for a mile <laughs> he's good going <laughs> There's got to be some um, rules around this, like because I see, like you just want to glue. Like, is the egg boiled? <laughs> like, can you just glue it to the spoon? What size spoon are we talking here? Because no, this is a, like for oh, egg and spoon federation. You have to um can consult when you go for these records. <laughs> there would be something like that, though, wouldn't there? there <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke, but yeah, there'd, there'd be a federation and some rules, like anything. And what about well, yeah. like there's a there's a marathon one too, like. Seriously, if I could get a lap of the track done with an egg and spoon, I'd be thrilled. But David Lyons from the UK, he's run a marathon and holds a world record. And this is from 1990. I thought Stefan was going all right, um, holding his mile record since 2013. This bloke, Dale, he's got it um, with a three hours and 47 minute marathon with an egg on a spoon back on the 23rd of April, 19. <laughs> Like, back back before cameras though so <laughs> <laughs> oh you you don't you're not a um yeah no nah, i reckon you would make you would make that up <laughs> how would you you know i suppose 1990 that's in the gum boots too mate so now with carbon like what do you reckon three hours 47 that's nearly sub three and a half oh. isn't it <laughs> i mean geez like in a marathon the amount of things that can go wrong on <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, how do you take on fluids at the same time as well? Like, you know, he's, he's running three hours forty-seven. Like, it's not. He's not. He's rolling. It's not. Um, Five minute days. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mate, one, easy. one cramp and you're done. I mean, <laughs> just getting bumped at a drink station or anything like that. And I imagine it's game over. Um, yeah. Just you know. Uh, so yeah, obviously when when. Chris sent me through this earlier. I, I had to go down the rabbit hole and find out a bit more about Dale. And uh, this guy is off his, like, if he's, <laughs> he, he, he did his first marathon at the first London marathon. So back in 1981, had a good time, decided to do every 37 straight. Um, but he started when he was 44. So his first one at 1981, he was 44, did three hours 10. And he just kept the streak going till he was 81. And 2018, he ran seven hours 46 at 81. Like, I mean, he's got some, he's got some toe with the egg and spoon, but he's also like longevity. That's like, just, yeah. 
to put it in, into perspective, that was it three hours and 47 that he ran with the egg and spoon. That was in the <laughs> London Marathon. And prior to that, like the previous year, he ran three hours 50 without the egg and spoon. So he's actually, <laughs> yeah. he's, run, he's, he's run three minutes quicker carrying an egg. Like, oh, yeah. Is, is that the secret? We don't know. But And he's a year older too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, oh, like. Oh, but yeah. the next year, in 1991, he, he went to 334 without the egg. Well, you, what sort of training is he doing? Like, we're going out on a 10-mile run carrying the, <laughs> carrying the egg. And, like, yeah. what, are, what are we doing? 10-mile um, at marathon pace with the egg and spoon. Yeah, just um, just holding a nice steady effort. But, um, yeah. And Aussie had a crack at it. So, uh, 2015, Gold Coast Marathon. A bloke up in Queensland thought he'd have a go at it. Fell short by two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon no one the Gold Coast Marathon is probably on pace to about 30k and then just died out, out in that back end where it's real lonely, it gets real hot late in the race. Oh. Imagine that, what? you know, he's going along so well, two minutes short. Sorry. What about, <laughs> the breathing as well, though. Like, how do you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you breathe through your nose? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, in the lead up, um, our man in, on the Gold Coast, Mr. Rourke, um, he got the park run record, 25 minutes up at Sandgate. So um, oh, not a bad that's, prep. That's where everyone goes to run fast at Sandgate, isn't it? Yeah, they've got to measure that Sandgate. <laughs> it's like 4.8. <laughs> no, apparently it is five. I don't want to upset anyone that goes yeah. to run speed at Sandgate. But, uh, it's, um, usually just before Gold Coast, they... Um, I think a lot of the running clubs get together and head up there. And, you know, it's not, if you finish in the top 100, you've actually had a really good day at Park Run there because there's a stack of people that go and run 14, 15, and 16 minutes. So, mm. um, yeah, 25 minutes with egg and spoon. I wonder, you know, it was probably that day as well, uh, getting in there with all the fast guys. <laughs> yeah. So, Josh, oh, mate, you've, um, you know, maybe you could do the beer mile and, a, and an egg and spoon and combine the two. Yeah, make make something um, something up that hasn't been done before, just to get a bit of, <laughs> bit of publicity now. We're a bit off the radar. Yeah, yeah. So maybe no. there's maybe there's a Swift record or something that you could chase as well, mate, on the bike. Oh, there's there's a lot of abilities out there these days. I reckon. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> you were pretty well known back in the day for, for chasing records and chasing um you know events and competitions I, I i vaguely recall you had didn't you hold like a, a two-day comp at your house where you were playing every everything under the sun yeah so that's um that was the first <laughs> annual um so, so my birthday is actually on the gold coast weekend and um i held it Held it the week after as a as a birthday uh, shindig, and and we'll be going around again the week after Gold Coast again. So um, <laughs> the crew are really excited. Um, we we get the spoon in there. Yeah, that might be one of the the changes in the the twenty event format, but it's it's going to be a good day. Twenty events. Yep. yep. Yeah. Can, you, can you give us a bit of a sneak preview, mate, on some of the events that are coming up? Yeah. So. Last year was a mix of like random sporting uh, pursuits in, in teams of two. Uh, started at midday sharp um, with, I think we started with some table tennis, pool, 
a uh, bit of around the world basketball, that kind of stuff. And then we, um, later in the night, we, we had, um, we had some like a Zwift time trial. We had, um, a couple of couple of games with drinking, uh, and then after nineteen events, I hadn't told anyone. But um, <laughs> the, the enduro, which was a, a three hundred piece puzzle, uh, <laughs> so after, in line with the COVID uh, craze of the the puzzles. Yeah. So um, <laughs> after after twelve hours of um, <laughs> games and games and um, beverages. People were quite shocked when the puzzle came out, and um, fair to say, I, I got last and actually couldn't put two bits together. So I cost myself a win. There's got to be if someone can put that puzzle together, mate. There's got to be some sort of grand prize because I'd imagine it was the amount of fatigue and the alcohol that's been consumed that um, anything more than five pieces would be some sort of small achievement. <laughs> yeah, no, that, some some of the guys pretty persistent. Um, we went on progress, <laughs> not completion. So, um, but I reckon I, I reckon that the team that end up getting the win were probably they were half finished the puzzle after probably three or four hours. But um, <laughs> I was only told that the next day when I came and looked at them. Uh, love it, mate. Oh, best. <laughs> well, we might have to get you back on just for the recap on the uh, the 20, <laughs> 20, 20 game. Yeah, yep. yep, July nine or ten, whatever whatever date that is, or somewhere somewhere around there. But um, yeah, we'll we'll be having a fantastic day. All right, share us the share us the link for the live stream, and we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> one, put a camera up in the corner. Yeah. Nice one, mate. Well, always a pleasure to have you back on and to catch up all things running and, uh, mate, excited just to um, to hear about your progress, obviously, running-wise and you're back on the roads in Lonnie and then and Gold Coast. So um, and there's got to be a lot of run to be legends up at the Gold Coast that will uh, get a chance to catch up with you, I'm assuming. Yeah, keen to, keen to meet lots of people that I haven't met before and um, mm-hmm. it'll be really good and, you know, we'll see you guys soon and it's it's a really exciting six weeks ahead. It is, it is, mate, and uh, I think we're done. Oh, one, one final thing, Chris. Oh, some housekeeping. We, um, we put up today the some uh, a drop with Run to BB merch. So, a couple of new colorways. The pink's back for you, Chris. Oh, I know you love rocking that one, mate. Thrilled about that. I've already have already put my order through. So pretty excited. Uh, got the half zips. Got a uh, new singlet. So yeah. Few orders already come through this morning as the Savo. So, yeah, rolling. A few people will be uh, rocking that up at the Gold Coast, I think. I think now there's a pre order for that too, mate. The listeners need to get that in by a certain time. Yeah, we want to, we want to get them all in by Friday. So, we just allow enough time to just um, get them printed up and, and into the hands of into the hands of the runners so they can do a couple of test runs and everything beforehand if they're going to wear them on the day. So, so um, yeah, that'd be Friday. Friday, the 27th of May. 27th. Yeah. yeah, so if you're listening to this on Thursday, that's tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a short one. We just want to we also jam them in. We'll, we might give you a bit of leeway to Monday, but um, we'll we'll put a bit on our socials just to warn everyone that uh, yeah, the doors are closing. You got to get your order in on um, Friday. No, sounds good. That what do we say, mate? Look good, feel good. That's it. That is it. Guaranteed. Um, guaranteed PB. <laughs> All your money back, is that true? Uh, yeah, yeah. Terms and conditions may apply, mate. Yeah, please read the fine print. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. All right, Chris. I uh, looking forward to seeing you, mate, on the weekend. We're gonna um yeah, go head to head in that um in that race at Benigo. 
no, looking forward to it, mate. And I know Mattress promised to bring up a pair of te Terry tailing shorts as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully he um, comes good on that. And, um, yeah, we can just really make a weekend of it. That's fine. All right. Good catch up, Josh. We'll catch you soon, mate. See you, fellas. Thanks, right, mate. See you, boys.